0: Welcome to a joint Giant Splash A's Plus podcast. I'm John Shea of the San Francisco Chronicle and my wonderful colleagues, Susan Slesser and Matt Karahara join me in conversation about the start of the 2021 baseball season. Yes, it is here. We'll discuss how good the Giants and A's can be, break down the rosters, the pitching staffs, and the lineups, and at the end, some rapid fire questions pitting players from both sides of the bay. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the 2021 baseball season, preferably a 162-game baseball season. We're presenting a combined Giants Splash and A's Plus podcast presented by the San Francisco Chronicle with our very own Susan Slesser, Giants beat writer, and Matt Kawahara, A's beat writer, and I'm John Shea, national baseball writer. And Susan and Matt, you were in spring training throughout. You never came home. You worked in the desert all the way to the final Cactus League games. I suppose it was called the the Bay Bridge Series, but I saw no bay, and I I saw no bridge anywhere. But uh, how are you guys doing?
1: Well, John, um, I am currently driving back to the Bay Area, uh, and I'm somewhere, I think, around San Bernardino. Ask Matt Kawahara when he got back from his drive from Macy uh, this morning, crazy person that he is.
2: I did a pleasant overnight drive, so I am back in the Bay Area and uh, ready for the A's workout day tomorrow and Wednesday and then to get the season going with the Astros on Thursday.
1: That's real dedication, Matt. Um, way, way to go with the overnight drive. So I think we'll both be ready to go for, for our uh, various openers. I'll be in Seattle because I get to follow up today's drive with a flight to Seattle. So, phenomenal. Baseball pandemic style.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, the, the Giants open in Seattle and the A's are at home against the Astros. So, it's coming to you this week. And maybe real quick, because, you know, we, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on spring training. The big thing is the season ahead. But because you guys were there every single day and saw the games and talked with everybody, what, what are maybe... Uh, A couple of highs and lows uh, from what you've seen so far, Susan.
1: Well, the Giants, I think, feel very good about their offense. Uh, The addition of Tommy Listella really lengthens the lineup, uh, especially when they're facing right-handed starters. I don't know how much he'll play in that season opening series at Seattle with uh, especially the team facing two lefties to start off with. Uh, But they are a team that's going to work counts, drive opposing pitchers nuts. Uh, And, you know, they're very happy that Brandon Belt managed to work himself back into shape somehow after the double, well, even triple whammy, bone -hmm. spur surgery, COVID, mono, he looks like he's good to go. Looks like he'll be on the opening night roster. Evan Longoria's plantar fasciitis. It's not going away, but it looks like he'll be able to play in the field. So the health is good. And they've got great news on Mike Estremski after getting hit on the pitch, on the left hand by a pitch from Sean Mania. Uh, negative x-rays. So uh, he's considered day-to-day. I'd be pretty surprised if he's not in the lineup for the opener. I think the concerns... For the giants are probably going to be the defense which was erratic although i looked better even by the end of spring training but particularly in the outfield where it had been pretty shoddy to start things off uh and the pitching they don't have a ton of starting pitching depth even though you know they added some veterans near the end of camp uh i you know that that's an area i think that that's a little bit of a concern and i would think that they're going to go out and keep an eye on that market as other teams let players go here in the next couple of days
2: well on the a side I think uh, the main positives uh, were a couple of specific guys uh, the mats Chapman and Olsen. uh the big questions coming one of the big questions coming into spring was just how Matt Chapman would look coming back from the hip surgery uh, he looked really really good really athletic at third base uh, it didn't seem like he was really hampered at all even from the start they worked him in a little bit slowly but the first game that he got into, he made a diving play to his backhand and it looked like he was just back to normal. So, so that was a plus for them. And then uh, Matt Olson, who struggled last year at hitting uh, pretty much the entire season, was basically their hottest hitter for the entirety of spring. I mean, he was on a tear for the entirety of Cactus League play. And I think, you know, he is, he's the guy who is admittedly, I mean, he said in the past that he traditionally starts pretty slowly as a hitter. So for him to be locked in at this point going into the season, I think is a, is a benefit for them. Um, so those are two big pluses and two guys that they obviously need to, to get bounce back years from uh, this season to be contending again. Um, as far as lows go, I think they were pretty methodical this uh, spring just in the way that they worked in some of their veterans. Um, you didn't see very good hitting numbers from guys like Elvis Andrews, uh, Mitch Moreland, Mark Canna. Um, but again, you know, they they kind of write those off as just spring results and guys just working out. But some of the relievers as well. We didn't see a whole lot of Sergio Romo. Uh, we saw Trevor Rosenthal a handful of times, and, and he wasn't really, you know, dominating in, in Cactus League play, not that, you know, he was going out and trying to uh, overpower everybody with 100 mile an hour fastballs, but I think there's still some, some room to, to see or some, some room to wonder how they're gonna look in the first couple of weeks of spring.
0: This is the time when we're always asked, well, how good can the Giants be? How good Will the A's be? And, you know, as if we know, but we, hey, we're educated guessers. So what I always tell them is, you know, the Giants have not had a winning record in four years. And I say, if, if they could get to 500, I think that would be a heck of a season. They might not think so. They think they can contend, but I would say 500. With the A's, I said, man, they got they got uh, what it takes to win another division. But, you know, there's, there's the Astros and the Angels are going to make a push. But Susan, how good can the Giants be? How good will the Giants be?
1: I actually think that they could um, win more than half their games. I think they might be a little bit over 500. I think they showed a lot of improvement last year, obviously kept things interesting. I think they can do that again this year, assuming full health. They are not going to win the division. They are probably not a playoff team, unless somehow expanded playoffs get jammed in late Uh, which, I, you know, you can never rule anything out these days with last-second agreements. But uh, I think they're looking for improvement. I think they're looking for experience for young players. I think we could see people like Elliot Ramos before the end of the year, even though they've been clear they would like the bulk of their top prospects to get a lot of time in the minor leagues. Uh, And we'll all be spending a lot of time watching those, you know, storied veterans that they have, particularly Buster Posey, coming off that, you know, sitting out last year, at the end potentially of his Giants career, and then the two Brandons potentially at the end of their Giants career, those are gonna be storylines all year. Uh, Their veterans are all looking for strong seasons, either for contract reasons, or man, Evan Longoria looked great hitting the ball all spring. Um, Johnny Cueto uh, probably will be a free agent. I can't see the Giants picking up his option. A lot of incentive for a lot of guys to uh, really bounce back strong. I think they'll be okay. I don't think this is a bad team. I think it's a very interesting team, still a team in transition, but uh, any improvement will be seen as a plus. And don't forget this this coaching staff, which is very young and inexperienced, they now have, well, can we call it a year under their belt after two, a two month season? But now this is, they will be going into their second season with this group and with a lot more experience. I I I think it's fascinating. I think they're a fascinating, fascinating team. Even though we could pretty much safely say they are not going to be vying for the division title, unlike unlike the A's, which I assume Matt, uh, you think the A's are probably right in the thick of the hunt in the AL West.
2: I yes, I mean, well, you look around at some of the other like the outside projections, and it doesn't seem like a whole lot of those are expecting the A's to be in contention for the AL West, but they certainly expect to. it's hard to tell exactly what goes into the the predictions that they're going to win something like 82, 83 games, whether it was that they've overachieved in the last couple of years when they've won basically at a 97-win pace for the last three years, or if the losses that they sustained this offseason and the guys that they brought in, uh, people are looking at that and thinking that that's a 14-win difference, but they feel like they, their window is still open. And that's why they made those late moves that they made was because they feel like they still can maximize this core that they have. Um, I think the biggest key for them is probably going to be starting pitching uh, because their starting pitching really was not super strong last year. Obviously, Chris Bassett had the breakthrough in the in the two-month season. Um, he was their most consistent pitcher or starting pitcher throughout, but everybody else was kind of up and down. I mean, Jesus Cesaro had some outings where he looked great. And then he had some outings where he got roughed up in one inning. Uh, Frankie Montas, uh, second half of the season was not very good. Sean Manaya first half of the season was not very good. Um, so I think, but all of those guys in the past have shown that they can be dominant for stretches. Um, so I think consistency of starting pitching and obviously they need to figure out that fifth spot, who's going to be, filling in for the time being when Mike fires is out and whether Mike fires is going to come back and reclaim that spot is, is a question to, to watch, but I think starting pitching is going to be big for them um, as well as, you know, the guys that they replace in the bullpen, how, how those guys fare.
0: Well, let's specifically break down that rotation. Uh, Maddie, you did a nice job on the A's. You know, Bassett is going to throw the opener. Uh, Gosman is going to throw the opener for San Francisco and, know, uh, Cueto threw the opener last year, uh, had a rough season, especially at the end. Uh, and, and Sanchez is the number five guy, it seems, with Alex Wood likely going on the injured list uh, with that spine uh, issue he had in mid-spring. But, Susan, uh, this is amazing, this rotation, because it, it is basically everybody is on a one-year deal. Cueto, the final year of his contract. And everyone's going to be a free agent next season, except for Webb, who's uh, the kid uh, replacing Wood or or he he pitched his way into the rotation. But uh, uh, anyway, what what do you think of the rotation overall?
1: Well, I think Logan Webb looks like an early uh, potential Giants candidate for the all-star team. Besides that, uh, you know, I think we know that Gossman is a frontline starter and then there are a lot of question marks. Now, The Giants have shown, much like the A's, they've got a real knack for identifying pitchers crying for good bounce-back seasons. Anthony DiSclefani seems like he fits kind of that Drew Spiley, Kevin Gosman mold. You know, he's just a year removed from having a a solid season. Um, Some of the other guys, uh, you know, who knows what they will get out of Aaron Sanchez. He not only had had a couple of down years, he then had shoulder surgery. Uh, You know, very yeah. He had the top ERA in the American League in 2016 when he was an all-star. So a nice pedigree, but we have not yet seen the kind of stuff that he had back then. So they've got their work cut out for them to get him back to, to that kind of level. Alex Wood, uh, you know, he, he probably opens on the injured list. If Aaron Sanchez has any sort of underperformance uh, or if it's, he's just not quite right as he comes back, I think we see Wood pretty quickly. Scott Casimir is a guy who is fascinating to me. Uh, obviously, I covered his first career co- comeback in Oakland, which was impressive. He looks as good, uh, if not better. He looks different. You know, he's, he's changed his mechanics up again. He's throwing strikes. He's throwing low 90s. He's got movement on everything. Uh, after so long removed from the game, he hasn't pitched in a big league game since 2016, this is a real wild card, but man, if the Giants somehow could pull something off of him, they're really going to be the go-to destination for any pitcher who wants to come back at all. Uh, And I think they're already kind of getting that reputation. So the way they use data, the way they use, you know, what they call pitch shapes, trying to maximize everybody's usage and, you know, a whole array of things and information and coaches Uh, I have a feeling they will strike gold with at least one of those guys. But chances are they are not going to hit on all of them. So that remains a question mark, but a fascinating one. Uh, And then who knows what they have in Cueto. This is a guy who, if he wants to have any sort of guaranteed contract next year, needs to get back into his old form, um, or at least close to it, because he did not have a particularly good spring uh, and we know that last year was a disappointment for him. So, like, really, there is a, a lot of interesting stuff, but a lot of work cut out for those Giants coaches. We'll see what they can do with them.
0: Well, Matt, this, uh, look this, this rotation, could this be the year that it all comes together? Because uh, you're talking about, well, he had a good half, he had a good second half, you know, could he put it all together? But, uh, I mean, we, we've been looking at this rotation evolving over the years, and it seems like they might have better depth than the Giants in the rotation, at least better younger depth. <laughs> and, you know, with, with Puck and a couple other youngsters who did well in spring training. But could you see this coming together? It, it, you know, they're not going to start with fighters. But otherwise, there are a lot of young guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that's kind of what we were getting at earlier, too, is, okay, you look at best-case scenario, right? Bassett is the, the same guy that he was last year, but over a full season. Luzardo has his breakthrough and becomes that sort of top of the rotation guy, uh, maximizing his stuff that everybody thinks um, he, he potentially or is going to get to at some point. But yeah, that happens this year, even though he's still 23. Uh, Montas snaps back into that first half of 2019 form. Sean Mania has actually one. I think another encouraging thing about the A spring was Mania came into camp looking a little bit uh, just kind of bigger like he put on some some weight but in a good way and that has uh i think led to an uptick in in velocity cuz last year for a lot of the season he was uh hovering around 90 91 with the fastball this spring he's been 93 94 consistently and you know that obviously makes all his other stuff uh play a little bit better he's also talking about being more aggressive on the mound he thinks sometimes in the past he's been a little bit too nice a little bit too you know he's kind of a happy-go-lucky guy uh, for the most part, but so he, he's trying to sort of bear down a little bit there. And then when you when you talk about the depth, and I think this is going to be a, an interesting thing, is right now they're talking about fires potentially coming back in mid or late April. Um, but the guys that they've had as candidates to replace him have looked really good this spring. I mean, Puck, we haven't seen a whole lot of, but in his last outing, he was pretty sharp. Uh, he's not throwing 97, 98 anymore, and he's acknowledged that, he might not get that back. He doesn't know. He he says, you know, it's it's totally possible that maybe it comes back in a couple months or a couple years. But he's been 93, 94, and and using that really well. He's mixing in a two-seam basketball a little bit more. He said he's really excited to kind of be more of a pitcher, whereas earlier in his career, you know, he just kind of reached back in the back pocket and pulled out 98. But um he so he looked good in his last start. Uh but Cole Irvin and Dalton Jeffries, the two other options. Uh, Jeffrey's obviously the former first round pick out of Cal has come up through the A's system. Irvin is a guy that they got from the Phillies over the off season for, uh, cash considerations. And he, he has looked really good. I mean, his, his stuff is an interesting, I mean, he he looks like a starter. He, He mixes in probably four or five different pitches. He can work his fastball anywhere between 90 and 94. Uh, but he, his last cactus league outing came against the Dodgers had ten strikeouts against their A lineup uh, in six innings, and um, and just looked really good. And obviously, all these things are spring training results, but I think they do feel pretty good about the depth options that they have there. And they still haven't made a decision yet on whether on uh, which which one of those guys is going to fill in for as to start, and potentially for Frankie Montas, because he left his last start with a, a cuticle tear on a middle finger of his pitching hand. So. His status is a little bit TBA right now. He's going to throw in a sim game tomorrow, Wednesday, and uh, they'll
0: go from there. We'll be back with more of Susan and Matt right after this quick break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
2: What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes!
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: What's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either.
0: It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May third. Rated PG thirteen. Well, let's hit the bullpen real quick before we uh, break down the offense. And you know, Jake McGee and Trevor Rosenthal, the, the closers. Though in the Giants' case, Susan, it's really not a closer quite yet. It's a high-leverage reliever because that's the way <laughs> the Giants uh, describe their relievers. But explain to me why this eight-person bullpen has five lefties. I don't think I've ever seen something like that.
1: Yeah, that's a little unusual. i got I got to say, I've talked to a lot of scouts this spring who like it because, hmm. uh, wow, it's, it's unusual. I mean, okay, yes, when you have – a closer who's a left-hander, you're going to automatically have one extra lefty. Um, that's why it used to be kind of unusual to have lefty closers, because if you had a good lefty, you were going to use them in the, you know, lefty-lefty kind of situations and probably a lot earlier in the game. Five, you've suddenly got the lex- luxury of, even with the three batter minimum rule, of really mixing and matching when you can, you know, especially in a two-out situation, you know, you might be less likely to face that three- three batter minimum uh if it's the opposing teams part of the heart of the order you can bring them in real early if you need to so uh the giants might be kind of doing one of those unexpected zigzag kind of things finding value where you know uh, other teams aren't kind of thing and stockpiling a lot of decent lefties for sure so yeah that's unusual um They've got a little depth here too. Nick Tropiano is an interesting one to me. And I still think it's we might see him much sooner rather than later. I think he's even potentially got a shot at the, the opening night roster uh, as a long man. If they want a long man, uh, which mean, might mean one of their younger relievers who has options left, might be uh, getting a short end of the stick here because Tropiano – really has looked good and in fact i think might be a candidate for one of the starter spots if there's underperformance so uh i would throw him into the mix in which case it might just be a little bit slightly more normal four lefties in the bullpen of course at some point casimir might wind up as a long guy and then you could have five or six hey just do the whole bullpen as all lefties especially if they're good talkers i would be in favor
2: yeah. For the A's bullpen, when you look at the moves that they made, obviously they lost Liam Hendricks, um, but they kind of have just plugged in guys to to what they lost. They they brought in Rosenthal to replace Hendricks. They brought in Adam Klerik, the left to replace TJ McFarlane. And they signed Sergio Romo, basically, to potentially be a setup guy in the same vein as Joaquin Soria was last year. So the bullpen last season, uh, it, the A's led the majors in relief ERA. Um I think, you know, just watching Rosenthal's outings this year, or this spring, um, it wasn't necessarily the sort of the dominant uh, overpowering fastball that you would expect. I think in his early outings, he was working a little bit on the off-speed stuff. So he threw a lot of sliders um, and not as much of the sort of high nineties fastball that you were maybe used to seeing last year when he had such a great year uh, in a bounce back. Um, And he was, you know, he dialed it up to to 98, I think once or twice in the spring, but for the most part was in that sort of 94, 97 range. So um, I think the A's are, are confident that 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 still plays, um, but you know, I think that's something that does bear watching a little bit going forward. Jake Deakman has looked great this spring, and I, I don't think I, I he made six appearances. I think didn't give up a run. Obviously, he gave up one run all of last season. If there's any you know, faltering or questions about uh, needing a closer or a a quote-unquote high-leverage reliever. I think Diekman is is kind of uh, establishing himself there where, you know, he was going to be potentially the closer coming in before they ended up signing Rosenthal. And I think he could very well, if there's any sort of, you know, question about that at any point in the season, he could probably step in and do that role. Um, Otherwise, the bullpen roles aren't necessarily – Two set. Uh, when you look at some of the guys that they have who were more, you know, mid to six, seven inning guys last year, JB Wendelkin, Lou Trevino. Trevino was a great setup guy three years ago and has struggled a couple seasons, but uh, looked a little bit better last year. And then Wendelkin was great last season in sort of an unsung um, unsung role, but he came in a lot with runners on base and uh, he diffused a lot of those situations and obviously they have Merrill Petit back to to do some of that fireman stuff too. So they don't have quite the number of left-handers as the Giants but um, but they they feel good about the about Cleric. Uh, he's kind of funky, drops down from from the side a little bit and offers a different look and I think they were, you know, that it was a theme early in spring that they were sort of trying to compile that different arm angles kind of thing where you can just bring in uh, guys who were thrown from the side, who were thrown three quarters right and left and just kind of mix it up on on opposing hitters in the way that you saw some of the playoff teams do last year. So, so that is a group that bears watching,
0: um, but I think they feel confident going in. Both offenses have intriguing storylines and Matty, you've written about this now or never dynamic with Chapman and Olson. And not only that, some of these guys, I mean, uh, the, the Billy Bean Bob Melvin how long will they remain in the organization but on the A's Susan you mentioned you know the big 3 those guys who won rings the the two brandons and 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 posey but specifically with with, with the lineup you know Casali's a newcomer but the biggest newcomer was Lastella you 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 covered him with the A's last year what dynamic does he bring to an offense because he's a man of many positions and that's what the Giants love, versatility. And he's, he's also uh, got quite an approach at the plate.
1: Yeah, he, when Tommy is in the lineup, which largely it looks like initially will be against right-handers, he will be in the leadoff spot, it looks like. And one of the things this does is it really helps Mike Gostromsky, who will be batting second behind him most of the time. This, this is the assumption anyway. Uh, and he'll be getting a lot more information by the time he gets to the plate for his first at bat in almost every game. Because Lestella is a guy who's going to work the count. Uh, he's great. He's a great contact hitter. He almost never strikes out. He struck out actually a fair amount this spring, and I was flabbergasted. So he's gotten it all out of his system. But uh, yeah, he, linked, he just lengthens the lineup. You know, he makes them better. This was a lineup that got better throughout the course of last season. Um, He's going to make it better. Evan Longoria looks better. Buster Posey is back. Austin Slater looks very good and healthy, by the way. Uh, And Bell finally healthy again and, and might be a better player now with those bone spurs out. So a lot of really good signs. But, yes, Tommy Lastella might be where it all starts at the top and setting the table for a lot of these guys more in the middle of the order.
2: Well, I'll start at the top of the A's lineup, too, because they have a change there. Uh, It looks like Mark Canna is going to go into the season as sort of the primary leadoff hitter, at least to start off. And that's a big change for him, because he's been mostly a middle-of-the-order guy. Obviously, they had Marcus Simeon entrenched in the leadoff spot in the last couple years. But now with him gone, they needed to find a a replacement. And with on-base percentage and on-base ability being sort of the primary... um, thing that they're looking for there. Mark Hanna has led the team in on-base percentage the last two seasons. So it looks like it's going to be him. Um, it, it doesn't – he has not, you know, had the greatest hitting spring so far, but he does work the count a lot. He sees a lot of pitches. And so it's similar to Tommy Lastella, he's going to, you know, hopefully from the A's perspective, pass down some uh, some intel to the hitters who are following him. And I think they could be a little bit more flexible from the two-spot down you could see Lowry hitting second you could as a hitter, you could see Ramon Laureano hitting second he's got a really high contact rate you might be, maybe even see Elvis Andrews up there a little bit um but I think you know looking up and down the lineup they're looking for bounce back years from a lot of guys and I don't know specifically how many are going to be majorly affected by this but Canna is one guy who was very outspoken about the fact that there was no access to in-game video last year and how that was a big challenge for him to uh, to sort of adjust to because he had adjusted to having in-game video and being able to run back into the video room during games, watch his first at-bat or two, make an adjustment, go out and hit – having made that adjustment already in-game and saw a lot of success doing that uh, in, in later at-bats, that wasn't an option last year, but it looks like it's going to be – Again, an option this season where players' teams are going to have iPads in the dugout. Catcher signs are going to be blurred out, so there's no you know, incentive to, to, to watch that kind of stuff. But at least players are going to be able to queue up the at-bats that they've already had in the game and see if they can make little tweaks. So we'll see if that contributes to, uh, to an uptick not only for the A's but across the league because uh, there were quite a few hitters who, uh, who sort of voiced their
0: frustration about that last year. Let's finish off by going through a few items here. Rapid fire. Who's going to hit the most home runs, Brandon Belt or Matt Chapman? Matt Chapman. I say neither, Matt
2: Olson. <laughs> Matt Olson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking the rules. That's right. cheating.
1: Oh, That's okay, cheating. Okay. I, say, I, I changed Belt. my answer to Evan <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> this is going well. Uh, who, who will hit the most doubles, Posey or Jed Lowry, who's back?
1: I mean, anybody that says it's not Jed Lowry who is Mr. Doubles is crazy. That's all he
2: does. He is Mr. Doubles. I watched a spring game the other day where Jed Lowry came up in his first two at-bats and hit the same double against the same pitcher. Identical double. Opposite field, left-handed, so I'm going to go with Jed Lowry, too.
0: Yeah, every time I saw him, he was on second base, so I guess it's unanimous. Most wins. Antiquated stat, nonetheless. Gosman, Bassett, two opening day guys.
1: Well, that's a pickup for me. Um, I'll go Gosman, but uh, either one uh, having a big win season wouldn't necessarily surprise me. I'll
2: go Bassett just because I think he figured out something last year where he's going to be able to, to kind of keep this consistency going over, over this full year where he wasn't really able to do it before. He's settled into a role. He's a lot more comfortable and confident now, and you know, if that offense picks up behind him, then I think he's going to be in position to win a lot of games.
0: Well, I'll go Gosman as well. I think he's going to have another big year and over the full season, and get rewarded handsomely in free agency. Not a one-year deal, but long-term. Most saves, uh, McGee or Rosenthal?
1: Rosenthal. That's an easy one because McGee <laughs> will probably wind up. he will probably wind up sharing it some with Tyler Rogers, is my guess. And they'll do. They'll do it a little matchy matchy. I think.
2: I'll say Rosenthal too, just because I think the A's are going to exceed their Peckota
0: 82.6 win total. <laughs> <laughs> have okay, then I'll I'll uh, I'll go Sergio Romo for the heck of it. Uh, th- <laughs> la- last thing, um, the next team to win a World Series, Giants or A's, what year, and really, why?
1: <laughs> wow, I mean, I covered the G- the A's for you know more than 20 years, and they didn't manage to do it, so. Uh, it would be really nice to see them do it, but I will have been gone. So I'm going to say the Giants again, just out of sheer uh, pettiness. Um, and but that'll be in another four years.
2: <laughs> I'll defer to Susan on this one, but say that <laughs> echo what we what we kind of had in our previous story, which was that if if it doesn't happen for the A's potentially this season, maybe bleeding in the next season a little bit, then then they might be headed for another sort of retooling period.
1: John, what do
0: you think? I'll go 2029 Bay Bridge Series, Giants A's, no earthquake, seven games, A's.
1: Wow, bold.
0: I love it. (laughs) Well, hey, this is fascinating stuff. Thank you so much, both of you. And uh, Susan, you're traveling as we speak. Then you're going to fly to Seattle. Maddie, you were traveling all night. I think we should rename this podcast On the Road with Susan and Matt, Jack Kerouac, no, Susan and Matt, Susan and Maddie. But uh, anyway, enjoyed it. Uh, have a great season. We'll see you in the press box. Fantastic. Thanks, John.
1: Thanks,
0: Matt. Thanks, John. Thanks, Susan. Thank you for listening to this joint giant splash A's plus podcast, and please continue to tune in to our baseball podcasts all throughout the 2021 baseball season.